You're listening to episode six of the Triple O podcast. Triple O stands for our opinions only. I'm Brandon Brown, and I'm joined by my two other co-hosts, Mike Boykin and Stephanie Cassiano. In episode six, we ask the question, do kids deserve apologies? We get into the holidays, Halloween and Thanksgiving, and we talk about some of the worst or maybe some of the best dinners you ever had during the holidays. Remember, Triple O podcast is not safe for children. So if you got the kids in the backseat, go ahead, drop them off at grandma's house. And as always, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Our Opinions Only, episode six. I'm your host, Soul Amazing, accompanied by my co-hosts, Brandon and Stephanie Cassiano. Let's go get started. Let's talk about our weekend. Brandon, how you been? Man, it has not been too bad this weekend. Um, this weekend, I thought I had that uh, that Corona. I wasn't feeling too well, but, you know, with with that, you know, I had that, that, them old school remedies. I pull out that, that Vicks Vapor Rub and some, some chicken noodle soup and, you know, got my heating pad out and elevated myself up and turned on some low gospel music and had my Bible in the nightstand just in case I got called home to glory. But, you know, I, <laughs> I'm feeling, you know, getting getting better, thankfully. But I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yep. All right. What about you, Steph? I just came back from New Orleans. Um, I never gambled before. And I went to gamble. I don't ever want to gamble again. I lost <laughs> a lot of money. I don't want to talk Jeez. about it. But uh, um, it was fun. It was my brother's, uh, my oldest brother's 40th birthday. So we went out there to celebrate his 40th birthday. And as, you know, my brothers and sisters and had a good old time. So, yeah, glad to be back. Not spending money. All right. Cool. Cool. What about you? What did you do? How was your week? Woo! a lot of things have happened. A lot of changes possibly happened here. In the next couple of months, we won't discuss it until there are more things to tell. But just know, big changes on the way. Be on the lookout. Big changes right. on the way. All right. Yeah. So today we have a fun-filled podcast today. A lot of subjects we're going to talk about. Brandon, tell us what we're talking about today. All right. So the first thing, the first thing we're going to get into, we close out the last show by asking a question. Are kids owed apologies? If parents have messed up or did something that was wrong, are, are the kids owed apologies? What, what, what do you guys think about that? Mike? I think Go ahead. they do. I mean, I think that, that, that children do are owed an apology or an explanation because I feel like they are people just like we are. I think that when it's grown folks business, there's not necessarily needed an explanation. You don't need to get into details, but I think that there is a way you can talk to your child with them to understand and not need to know all the specifics, depending on what the situation is. But I think they do. All right. Me? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Honestly, if I, you ain't got no opinion, you're a kid. You don't deserve <laughs> Unless you've been wrong in a way, like if your parent hit you and actually causes bruises on you or something like that, then yes, you deserve an apology. But if, like, I need more substance. So give me an example of a reason a kid would deserve an apology. Okay, let's say that the parent did something wrong, um, like hit the kid and then found out, you know what, the, the kid didn't actually do nothing wrong. I, I, I found what I was looking for right here. It wasn't your fault after all. And, and then the parent's like, oh, well, it's for next time instead of apologizing. <laughs> Well, I apologize for my loud outburst then. If you do something <laughs> wrong, yes, you should apologize to your kid. I stand I don't stand behind nothing I just said. I apologize for my loud outburst. 
Brandon, your turn. Okay. I, I, I've always looked at myself as like a progressive parent. Like, have you ever seen the movie uh, Big Daddy with Sonny and the kids? Like, I, I can wipe my own ass, you know, <laughs> just the kangaroo. That's like, I'm like that. Like, y'all want to eat cereal on the floor or newspaper? You know, you want to put a ton of ketchup on something? Look, just just do what you do. Like, you, you got to grow up and figure life out. We're in this thing together. Um, if, if I do something wrong, I'll apologize. I'll try to explain to you what, what's going on or what's happening. But I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that if dad does something wrong, it's okay for him to do something wrong. But if I do something wrong, I'm going to be held accountable for it. I want them to know that accountability goes both ways. And so if I mess up, I'll, I'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm my bad. I, I did something wrong. And, you know, explain it to them. But I, I feel like parents should get in a, a position to at least talk to their kids about what the things that they're doing wrong or something that may have happened. It's an offer an apology, at least some type of explanation, because kids have thoughts, they have feelings, too. And I think a lot of times what we don't talk about are those the, those kids that grow up to become adults that never got explanations and what, what that turns into. So um, that just just my thoughts on it. So I have a question that's probably going um, kind of on the side of what you're saying. I just want to uh -huh. try to think about it. So you know the saying, um, you don't have to touch the stove to see if it's hot. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you've seen, like you were a kid before, You've seen everything your kid's done, you've seen. Mm -hmm. So if you see your kid going down that line and as stubborn as kids are, you know they're not listening to you. Do you try to correct them or do you let them make the mistake and then give them the life lesson after they make the mistake? I, I think for me, sometimes I'd be... These, these are my kids and please don't don't... Don't take offense to what I'm about to say, but sometimes I feel like my kids are handicapped, and I just realize that it's it's just it's just called parenting. Because at the end of the day, you'll say something 200 times to your kids and hope that they'll understand and listen to to what you're saying. You tell them pick up the toy, don't sit stuff at the front of the door. I'm going to trip. I'm going to fall. You're going to hurt yourself. But they still don't listen at all my son for example i tell him all the time don't shoot your sister with um the the nerf guns the other day i was in here working i was writing a paper or something and i heard in, in, in right behind my head i hear um green light red light then i hear the nerf gun go off i'm like what is going on my, then my door's like oh brandon you shot me but like, brandon what are you doing like we're in here playing squid games I was like how do you even know about squid games like i was <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't watch it in the house, so it's just like you uh, again. Like I said, just kids are paying attention. Kids are watching. They they know what's going on, so it's just like you know, don't don't count them out. Don't don't count them out. Right. Steph, what was the question about? Go ahead. Another thing. Do you believe that you should let your kids kind of make mistakes on their own before you say something, or? Do you say something before they make the mistake? Um, I think I'm gonna go with um, George Lopez's. He's gonna learn. Let him fall. He'll learn. Like George Lopez <laughs> always says that. Like let him do it. He'll learn. You know. Like let him figure it out. I think that's kind of the way every one of us kind of grew up. Unless we were gonna get hurt. Like unless we we're gonna get run over by a car or something crazy. You know. But like you know, go 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 do that. You know, go. I already told you stop doing that. You don't want to stop doing it. All right, continue to do that until you fall on your face. 
but I don't have kids. My nieces and nephews, like I want to just, they're not going to get hurt. I feel like kids are going to get hurt. That's how they learn. That's how they figure things out. That's how they figure out, you know, the ways, the way things work. So that's just, I mean, I used to be that scaredy parent though. Like anytime like my kids would do something, they want to climb a tree and get up on the fence. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to hurt yourself. You know, what about this? What about that? You know, I got a super proof, kid proof the house. And it's just like, no matter what they do, like I said, they're always going to find a way to, to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. I think my, my son was, I think maybe like two or three and had his first cast already at, at three because he fell. And, you know, I'm just like, you, you tell them, but again, like you said, they they have to learn for themselves because at some point in time the light switch is going to cut on. But right, who knows? Right, <laughs> agree. Now, another question I have: hypotheticals. Uh huh. Your kid does something like something that can get him arrested. Mm-hmm. What do you do as a parent? Do you? bail him out do you let him write that time out in jail or what what would you say say hypothetically like if if my kid just finished uh, uh coming back from getting arrested from a murdering spree i might have to let him sit where he's <laughs> yeah. at because i'm not sure where you know what what's going on in his mind right now i'm not i don't need him home right now so <laughs> if that <laughs> let's say there's a video of him in sex you know stealing something <laughs> Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maniac. <laughs> I, I think as parents, it's your job to be there for your, your kid no matter what, even during the times in which you don't understand, which you know can be hard sometimes because we grow up and then check out and sometimes disassociate with our inner kid and the things that we might have done and tell our kids like what made you do something like that while not being real and completely honest like you know I've probably done something like this when I was a kid too and so you know sometimes you know you think about that kind of stuff but like I said if it's it's my child like I'm still ultimately responsible so um, you know if we got to sell his car to get the bail money or you know we got to cash in his college fund to get bail money um, then, then that's what we got to do. That's just the, you know the 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 price we got to pay, you know, for his actions. <laughs> right. What, what about you? You what, you what? What would you do? Who? You. You. Michael <laughs> <laughs> Well, if my kid is locked up for anything other than something that I could think that he's not guilty of doing. Mm-hmm. He's right in there. Like, hey, Dad, I got locked up. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> well, they say they need bail money. Oh, for real? How much they need? They need about $1,000. Mm. All right, man. Well, how long are you going to give you if you don't get the bail money? They say either I get the bail money or I have to spend 30 days in jail. Uh, all right, see you next month. <laughs> You can't always be there for your kids. You gotta let your kids fuck up. And if you always <laughs> do something wrong, they'll never learn because they're just like, "Oh, dad got me." So I'm gonna let that. your dumb ass stay in there that, for a little. That's that's fair. I say that. I think that's the same kind of mentality I have because I don't have kids. My brothers and sisters always tell me that when I do, if I do have kids, it's a different perspective once you have your own. Because you can say all day long, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that. But then when you actually have your own, you ain't letting your kids sit in jail for 30 days. Liar. 
<laughs> all depends on having kids, but uh, like having your own. This my is niece a nephews, they call. stay in their little badasses in jail. My niece and nephews, like, I ain't get, I ain't bailing the masks out. But this is a call from a federal penitentiary. <laughs> Would you like to accept the charges for Michael Jr.? First one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You better find his way home too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of kids, I think we got um Halloween coming up. Yeah. Up next weekend. Uh, do you guys do Halloween? Is that is that a thing for you and the fam? Mike? Oh, my fam. My fam is in Georgia. I mean, like as an adult, as an adult, like versus when you were a kid, like do you still do Halloween now? Did you do it when you were a kid? Well, um, I think it's awkward for me to go trick or treating now as an adult, <laughs> but and I think it's kind of raunchy to go to parties and drink alcohol as a kid. But <laughs> no, seriously, um, it's very different celebrating Halloween as a kid. Uh, I mean, as an adult, then when you were a kid, as a kid, you used to go over people's houses and you always go to the house with the people with the good candy, but you can't go back to back. You have to give it like a 25 minute span and go back to the house so you can get the good candy. As an adult, you know, you wear an outfit, you go wherever you see the women in the slutty outfits, you see the guys <laughs> in the... Like last year, I seen the dude. You know who Tyrone Biggums is, right? Yes. I seen the dude dressed as Tyrone Biggums. He had the jacket on, the crack on his lips, and, and he was, was like this. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, that's creative as fuck. So <laughs> I just like the people watch when I go um, for Halloween and just watch yeah. how people interact and the outfits they wear and create scenarios in my head of what made them wear that outfit or what type of person they are wearing that outfit. Okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. What about you, Steph? Yeah, family's always been a big about Halloween. We usually meet up at someone's house. I think this year we meet up at my middle brother's house. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm gonna go tricking, trick, trick or treating in the neighborhood. There's usually like 30 of us, so we pretty wow. much- 30 people. Off. Oh yeah, cause I think, <laughs> I mean, you gotta remember, I have a shit load of nieces and nephews and then everybody else so i usually just i i don't think i've dressed up for halloween since probably when i left san diego like five five years ago maybe um, still got a picture shut up um but <laughs> hold, <laughs> up, hold up hold up let me ask you, so you have 30 people going trick-or-treating so you all so it's 30 people going to this one house and in unison <laughs> <laughs> No, you're just letting the kids go. There's not 30 kids. <laughs> 30 people. Like, 30 kids go to one house. I yeah, like, got them to go the cave. I can, I can, I can uh, close up shop for the night. And then sometimes my, one of my nephews is birthdays around Halloween. I think his birthday was Monday. So usually they have a birthday party the weekend. And then after that, they go trick or treating or something, you know, so it's a crowd mm -hmm. of people kind of walking down the street or whatever. But I mean, Halloween has always been something that we, have enjoyed doing. I hate Halloween though. I don't like being scared. So if I can avoid anything haunted, I'm standing behind someone tall, which is not hard to do because I'm 4'11". <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I'm not a fan, but that's usually what our, our families kind of do. So you don't do haunted houses or anything like that either? I do not. So I'm gonna tell you a story. This is why I do not do haunted houses. <laughs> okay, 
So I was probably like 13 years old and there was a there's a haunted house here in San Antonio. It used to be, not anymore. It's called Nightmare on Grayson. And so Nightmare on Grayson Street was like a big old warehouse we'd go through, whatever. And my family loved this kind of haunted house stuff, right? So for whatever reason, we're waiting outside to get into the haunted house. Like we're waiting to get tickets or something and we're outside and like parallel to the front of the door of the haunted house. And so the, my biggest fear is Michael Myers. He is like, ugh, I just cannot do, he just drives me nuts. So of course, Michael Myers walks out the door, right? And he just turned <laughs> to my direction. And I guess I flinched, right? Cause I went behind my dad. I was just like, ugh, you know? And so he sees me, he starts walking towards me. And I book it, I'm running down the damn street. Like if I, like I was on a damn movie and I, for whatever reason, he, he would not stop walking towards me. I was freaking out. Like I was running down the street, full mode, taking off. And then finally turned back around and realized I couldn't outrun him. So I just sat down and started crying, yelling, because I was so damn scared. And everyone in my family thought it was the funniest thing of life. Like, I was like, no one even saved me. Like, no one even tried to come and get me. And they were like, it's fake. I was like, I know, but in my, my mind, he was coming to get me. Like, no one could save me, but you that's might have a point. You might have a point that not being fake, because you said you were running and he was walking. <laughs> and like you never see Michael Myers run and like two minutes later he's like right behind you right. and that's what I'm saying it was probably you. really him like I really thought in all my and so that's my biggest like the worst feeling ever is being scared so me and haunted houses don't mix that was probably 13 14 years old one time I went again when I was a little older mm -hmm. I went, I went with this guy right and I told this guy like I'm so scared I don't like going to haunted houses and he's like you'll be fine you know you'll be fine blah 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 so this, I'm four, I'm four eleven, right? This guy probably was a good height, taller than me. I swear to God, I had him around like he was a rag doll, just shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> I was so damn scared. He hit like every person in front. His his little collar was all all the way down because I was like ragging him around like a rag doll. Like I do not like being scared. It is just not not a thing for me. So <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to ask. How old were you? at this time probably like 16 17 years old okay i thought you was gonna say like 20 something okay, okay. <laughs> no i don't go to haunted houses anymore 29 years <laughs> last year two days ago <laughs> last time i'm going never again <laughs> what about you brandon how are you bringing in halloween with the kiddos halloween like halloween's been different for me over the years i remember being a kid growing up in philadelphia they had this um this funeral home that they did a haunted house in every year and so we would go to the funeral home for the haunted house and it was so morbid like because like they would have they would have like the the prequel before you actually went into the haunted house like they would have like as you were standing in line to get like the tickets or like to get into the uh, the funeral home they would have like this 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 scene where it was like this fake shootout in front of the the funeral home like a guy would like get shot and he would be laying there and they would take his body into the funeral home and then by the time you got your ticket and went in they had like a funeral service set up inside and the guy that you saw get oh shot outside God. is laying in the casket that's freaky and so I, <laughs> I say it now i'm thinking to myself like you know this is like some traumatic type stuff like they're putting kids through and like when you go in and then as they sit you, you got to sit there and watch the, the couple minutes of the funeral service. Then the lights go out and then the body disappears. He's not in the casket anymore. Oh, hey. And so then now you have to go 
throughout the funeral home when they take you upstairs and down into the basement where they embalm no, no. the bodies at and like the lights are flashing and people are jumping out and reaching out towards it, it was it's just it, it, it was a whole ordeal but that's what we used to do as kids and then the trick-or-treating but um, we, you know, days old and golden are gone now. We, I, I definitely wouldn't let my kids just go out randomly in neighborhoods, you know, with bags trick or treating. Like it's it's different times now. You know, you know, when we were. No, I'm sorry. Finish. Um, well, no. So you telling me after being scared shitless, <laughs> well, seeing somebody get shot and then the body disappears and afterwards you scared out your fucking mind. It's like. Y'all ready to go trick or treating? Like, <laughs> my mindset has always been candy. We, we've come, no, no, not even yet. That my mindset has always been we've come too far to turn back now. <laughs> <laughs> I put too much into this. Too much into this. That's been my mindset. So that's hilarious. So now, like I said, as an adult, I don't really do too much. I remember years ago when we was living in San Diego, we used to go out. But like you said, it, it just the adult trick or treating has always turned into like this this um, slutty experience where people like everything's got to turn into like this adult atmosphere, <coughs> and you know people got to put on costumes. Uh, it just it's it's too much. So now I just do the, the like the trunk or treat with the kids, and we'll go to different community places and grab candy and stuff like that. And that, that's it. I don't think I haven't dressed up in a while. So. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was in Greenboro, South Carolina. No, it was in Tennessee. And <laughs> they have a haunted house there. And basically, at this haunted house, if you make it through the whole haunted house, I think it's like a one day, a 24 hour event. If you make it through, you get your money back and you get money on the side. Now, for this haunted house, there's a waiver you have to sign <laughs> that says that they're not held responsible for you have an epilepsy if you know you have like uh, post-traumatic stress after the event. <laughs> they they can touch you, they can cut your nails off, they can oh, force feed like worms and stuff like that. And I seen a picture where literally they had this dude's head in the toilet. I've seen that. Yes. You hell People really now. sign up for that. People really like, they go through it. I think I saw this like, people have done it so many times because they want to try and get through it. And like, they say that people have gone through it and <sighs> there's no life safe <sighs> word. Like they'll say like, even if I tell you to let me go, don't let me go. Like even though I tell you to let me out, don't let me out. Like certain things like that. But like, Man, I'm not into getting tortured for for me to me to get tortured for fu- like no, uh-uh. like I'm not. what? Exactly. I need my fingernails. Like I'm not. No, you're not putting my head in a toilet. You tripping? Like nah. I'd be so mad. I could not. I could not do that. I'm just <laughs> signing the waiver because if you have a medical condition like epilepsy right. or a heart condition, but I didn't sign up to go to a, a haunted house to be waterboarded. This ain't no damn terrorist camp. I, it really is like my that, head. I think. It really yes. is like that, I think. I think I've seen like where they have them like in mud. They have them like, duct tape, right? With their faces like duct yeah. tape around. Like, and like, if you think about duct tape on your hair, like when they take it off, that shit's gonna hurt. Like, it's crazy. I've seen it's that. Like some, I did not some understand Texas it. Chainsaw Massacre type right? stuff they got going on. 
even like going through Waco because of that shit. Uh-uh, I'm not going through Waco. So let's up the ante. Let's just say <laughs> let's say hypothetically they offer you two thousand dollars. Do you think that's suffice? You going through the torture for those twenty four hours? No, I don't. I have oh. two thousand dollars. I don't need two thousand dollars to be scared. Like I'm good. No. Fair, fair. That's not. No, I don't even like watching scary movies. I'm not gonna put myself through something. It ain't worth it. it just like for, for what? I mean, I guess. You get people that are thrill seekers, but yeah, again, for, for what? Like, I'm not. Imagine would you that do conversation. It? Huh? Would you do it? You would do it for two thousand dollars, right? You two two hundred. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> you see I'm, color of my skin. No, I'm probably Newports. <laughs> it's not enough money in the world to have me. Like, I'd be down for it. Because I wouldn't be thinking about it, but then when you have this waiver that you tell me I got to sign all these things I got to be okay with, eventually I'm like, hold up, you going to do this? Nah, nah, son, I'm good. And for nobody to actually make it through, like, for however long it's been around and nobody to actually complete the haunted house in its entirety, something's wrong. One person has completed it or two people have completed it. Seriously? I'm not interested in it. I'm not trying to go to a place... Yeah, I agree. Okay. I'm not trying to go to a place for entertainment and come back mold like uh, they let a dog attack me for 20 minutes while <laughs> right. laying on the floor. <laughs> like they, they put meat sauce head. on me and let a pack yeah. of dogs loose in the name of being scared. <laughs> like, no. That's some sick shit. Just saying, like that's some like whoever thought of that is it's like on a different level. Like, yeah, like that's you're a, you have something wrong with you. <laughs> No. But they do have another one in Arizona. Um, it's called Crystal Me- Crystal Lake. Crystal. <laughs> and <if> you, know, <laughs> you had it right the first time. Crystal Lake. <laughs> Crystal Lake. And if you know anything about horror movies. That's where that's- Jason come from, right? Huh? Ain't that where Jason come from? Four he's? Yes. Yeah. And it's a group of, it's, I don't remember the group number, but it's a group of people who go into the, um, Crystal Lake and the goal is they have to escape before Jason gets to him. And it seems like fun because they said half of the people, like you don't know who, but half of the people are working with Jason Voorhees, Jason Voorhees to care, capture you. And when they capture you, then you have to leave the uh, premises. But then when you leave, they have actually a cookout where you can just sit out and chill and wait for everybody else to come out. That sounds pretty something. cool. Hey. Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna give my a heart attack. I'm not doing all that. I think, I think it, I would have like you know how it's like fight or flight kind of thing. I think I would fucking kill. Like I think it would be so scared. Like I don't think I could be like in that situation and not hurt somebody. Like I'd be so scared. But, the the people in, in the Jason movies, it wasn't like they weren't never expecting them until like it was too late. It was always there in the cabin partying by the lake and somebody uh, disappeared. Yeah. What was that noise? Um, you know, we're we're just out here, you know, just living wild and free while everybody's getting killed. Mm-mm. That that type of situation. That you know, we're we're coming here in anticipation to be killed. Right. Well, I mean, it's so. still kind of just like uh, I think it, the experience and you befriend somebody there, and it's like I'm gonna help you escape, and then they lead you right to Jason. But the question is, <laughs> when, you, when they catch you, how do you know when you die? So you just go and then Jason comes up like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> yeah, like, how does that all take place? That's the only thing I'm curious about. 
they probably have like this whole scene. I don't know. I can't. I can't do that. I feel like I, my mind will take get the best of me, and I'm hurting somebody. Like I can't. Oh my goodness! I, speaking of, of knowing when you're dead, I, this is um, uh, uh, something that's hot in the news right now. Have you heard about uh, Alec Baldwin, who yes. who apparently shot a cast member on the set? It was supposed to be I a prop that. gun, but he shot someone. And they said he shot someone, he killed one person and injured another person. I'm thinking to myself, like, that was a hell of a shot where you killed one person and injured another person all with one shot. Right. I think they, I think the person that, well, the person that they killed was the, what do they call it? The cinematographer. cinematographer, And then the guy was the director. Um, They said that the the person who gave him the, I guess the one who was supposed to check it, didn't check it. It was supposed to have blanks or whatever the case may be, but it was live. live A live round. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Don't judge me. Who is Alec Baldwin? That name sounds familiar. He's the guy, yeah, he like he he was doing like Donald Trump on SNL for the last past few years, where he he would play Donald Trump's character in on Saturday Night Live. Okay, and this was uh, he was on the set. He was yeah. yeah he was making a movie. He was he filming a movie. movie. Yep. And somehow or other, you got live rounds. In the gun instead of blanks. It was supposed to be a blank, and he pointed the gun at his cinema yeah. photographer, and killed when he pulled the ch- trigger, it killed her. I'm assuming it wasn't at her though, because I, I'm like, I guess she's the one on the video thingy that like moves around the camera and stuff. Yeah. So maybe she was just in the vicinity of him shooting, like maybe getting a close up kind of thing, getting a shot, you know, a pin yeah. and and he killed he killed her. <laughs> yeah, that that is crazy. They said it's not the first time that's happened either, like on set, which is crazy to me. Like, I don't even know why they would even. I Although think um, they have, they can't just make it sound like it's a gunshot. Like, you would think that they would, yeah, you would think they would check, like, you know, at least shoot one in the air just to be on the safe side and make sure that they're actually blanks and not. I mean, you, you can check. But I the thing is, they actually, they have guns that are made for movies right. and not like oh i brought my gun from home just right. make sure there's a blank in here right they actually have guns specifically for movies and they have sound effects so it's like do you really yeah, need that's what I, blanks that's what i'm saying and then the thing i think i heard about it um also is that they said that, that a lot of people were like out of the area when it happened because that that gun had been missed ha- like had been going off before like doing like weird stuff before so that there was people like not even around people have were leaving the scenes not be around that and that ended up happening like that's what i've heard i mean i heard but i don't know i, I, I feel like if you put a, a a bullet inside of a gun it's going to do what it was designed to do no matter right. what set it's on who's the right. owner of it like <laughs> you right. put a bullet in a gun and point it at somebody and shoot it's going to do its job right so I, I, I don't know. I just crazy. thought that was interesting. So who's going to jail? That's what they're trying to figure out think, now. I don't think he's going to jail. I don't well, think. Not I, him. I don't think that he'll go to jail. I think the person who was supposed to quality check the gun before it got into his hands is going to go to jail, and or get, or get some kind of like some kind of you know fine. I don't or know. I I feel like with the, the the people involved, I just say that by the time this gets to court, they're going to be like, we're going to send you settled. to. Time served. Right. He got settled outside of court. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is Justin Bieber's wife's dad. Oh. So yeah, that's I think that's the 
Wow. Yeah, I think that's the the daughter of uh, Justin Bieber's wife. I believe. I believe so. But yeah, well, I don't want to spend too much time on this subject, but I'm just curious if that was a family member of yours and whoever it is, Alec Baldwin or whoever, would you want to see somebody try for the murder of your family member? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't, you can't just be like, you can't bad. say this, this was a work accident because at the end there of the so day, could have prevented that from happening. Right. Somebody like, at, at no point in time should anyone had even loaded a real bullet to put in the gun to have the weapon on set and to put Alec Baldwin in that position to point a weapon at somebody to fire it at, at them and ultimately kill someone. So someone needs to be held accountable for right. that. This isn't just a, a work I slipped on the floor kind of accident. Right. Every, Somebody's dead. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that the thing is, is that there are things in place to prevent that from happening. So there is something that didn't get done that should have gotten done to prevent that. So for whatever reason, there's somebody missing, something happened, whatever the case, something didn't quality check something. So it's, someone's in trouble for something. Unless everything was done correctly and it is just an accident that happened, who's to say it was a blank and it didn't, what, we don't know what the case was. If it wasn't, I mean, we don't know what it was. Like, we don't know. They're saying, I think everyone is saying, you know, this was not a blank. It was a live round. This is what happened. I think that there's other situations that, it just depends on the situation. It depends on really what it is. Like it depends on really what happened. Because I think the media has this way of saying whatever and, and it not being accurate. But I do also feel if everything wasn't done correctly, then there is should, somebody should be held accountable. Yeah, yeah, A absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, the information, like you said, it's all it's all over right. the news, and information can get misscrewed. Um, but. And, and talking about information and uh, the, one of the biggest information platforms that are out there, Facebook, I'm not sure if you heard about this, Facebook is looking to rebrand and change its name because it feels like it's losing um, members and people that use that platform to other um, social media sites like TikTok and all these other things that are populated now. And so i want to know what what do you, what do, you do you think if if facebook changes its name will it save facebook and, and is is facebook actually for kids I, I i don't i personally don't think that facebook is a, is is uh is, is for kids or kids should even be using it what what do, you, what do you guys think what do you think steph i don't think facebook is for kids i don't feel i feel like um i mean because the whole point of them making facebook right was to keep in touch with people outside of you know your realm of here and i think there's so many things that go on there's so much social media there's so much media stuff that happens there are so many things that happen in in facebook where it's supposed to be regulated i think 18 and over right mm -hmm. and so if we were to go and look at all these profiles that were people that are under the age of 18 should not be on the and i should be able to be on facebook and i feel like of course that's not the case because you know kids are always going to figure out a way to be on the the app but i just feel like it's not meant for children but i don't think that changing the name is going to change the direction of where what's happening right now i mean there's just so many other things that people use instagram you know TikTok. TikTok is huge right now just the little itty bitty it's the entertainment i think facebook mm -hmm. had its kind of fun it had its moment um i don't think changing the name is going to change you know i think maybe if they figured out a different function for it i think maybe if they kind of figured out how to you know kind of bump it up, kind of revamp, 
itself, not just the name, but its actual capabilities, maybe that would help out a little, but mm -hmm. I don't think changing the name's gonna do it, do anything for it. What you think, Mike? Honestly, I'm all for the name change. Yes, I feel like they should change their name to MySpace. <laughs> I feel like MySpace is way better than Facebook in the first place. But no, seriously, all jokes aside, I mean, I feel like certain things, if you've been around a long while, like let's say us, we're in our 30s. We have like, we're not trying to keep up with these little kids or anything like that. Let them do them and we have our own thing. That's how I feel Facebook, Facebook should be. Like Facebook, you know, you touch many people's lives or you know, you got that generation from 2000 to let's say 2018 before Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok became a thing. That is your group. You shouldn't be trying to compete with, you know, TikTok and Instagram because at the end of the day, you won't be able to compete with them because they've already had their. But um, I don't know. I just feel like certain things should be left alone. You shouldn't be trying to compete with other social media platforms because these social media platforms have Mike um, I think we're, 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 we're we lost you on the sound there you were making a point about um, social media but I'll, I'll say this about um, Facebook I think Facebook once it got away from its intended target when Facebook first came out it was for college students only and um, once they got outside of that college student round and started letting everybody on um, the platform, it was good. But then they started doing the targeted ads and, and things like specifically pinpoint people to make them like addicted to the app. And so now I think what's, what's happened now where they've gotten to the point where they're controlling so much of the information, kids are like, you know, I don't look, I, mean, I don't want to be controlled. My parents are already controlling me. So let me go somewhere you know, that's unregulated. I can have fun and do whatever I want. And so I think now Facebook is turning into this thing where, uh, you know, the 60 and over or the, the older people are kind of still hanging around because it's the, the, the last platform that we know and feel comfortable with using you know TikTok is, it has a you know bit of a learning curve but I, I can't lie I saw the other day I saw this granny on TikTok she was stepping out I was like what in the world who got their grandma on, on TikTok dancing like this <laughs> but but, uh, I was just, but that, that's just my thought on it what are you about to say Mike all right did you get everything I said because I froze for a little bit we got everything. Yeah, we got. we got. up. We got everything up to the part where you froze. I don't know what part I froze. At. You, um. You you were just sharing your 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 thought on um, Facebook. I don't I don't think you. Yeah, I don't know what you were saying. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I wasn't sure where you were yeah, taking your point to, but. Yeah. Well. Well, I don't know where you were going with it. Yeah, where you okay. where you were going with your thought. All right, so you, like I said, long story short, Snapchat is for pictures under 35 or 35 seconds. Instagram mm -hmm. is just for pictures. TikTok is for videos. Facebook is trying to be the jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. And when doing that, it's like 
everybody's not going to be like, oh, let me stop my TikTok so I can go back on Facebook because Facebook offers all this. People are still going to go to TikTok and everything like that. And if they keep trying to change things, I think eventually they're going to lose their day ones, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah it does. Um, actually, just I think you know the 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 like Steph said at the time is Facebook had their their reign and, and it's over. It's just like you you tried to be everything to everybody, and when that happens, it's, it's just it's not going to work. It, it's it's not going to work. I think that's everything though. It's twenty twenty one. I think that's everything. Everything has a moment, right? And then it just kind of the world. I think everything's just evolving so quick when it comes to technology and everything. When it comes to everything, you think about TikTok came out of nowhere. TikTok came out of you know, nowhere started making these funny videos. There was Vine before that. I think there's yep, just so much true. things that happen and you have a moment and you either do something with it or you don't. Um, yep. You can't, MySpace had its moment. Facebook has, has its moment. I feel like everything has had its moment. There's so many things that are changing that you either stay with it or you don't. And there's no way you can stay with it because I feel like someone is going to develop it better. The next thing, you know, the next thing is coming out. Um, so, I mean, I think Facebook had a good run not going anywhere i think it's still there i just don't think that changing its name is going to change the direction it's going all right so i got this um this talking about social media this this post that i want to share with you guys and get your thoughts on and i read it and it says men are not intimidated by strong women but far too many women believe that being aggressive rude and generally unpleasant makes them strong and it goes to say, no, it makes you insufferable. It's not that we can't handle you, but we prefer not to in light of better options. In light of better options. Let's let's talk about these the, these better options. Oh, uh, Mike. We, yeah, we, you happy about that. Let's go. Mike, we can't hear you. Wait. I, I can't. We can't hear you on sound, Mike. Steph, you go first while Mike is troubleshooting his sound. So, as far as intimidating women, I think there there is such a thing as intimidating women. I don't think that it's always about being aggressive or being rude. I feel like intimidation is not so much just the personality of the person. I feel like it's also what they bring to the table. I think a lot of times guys expect girls not to have you know their lives together. They expect them to have five kids. They expect them to have you know all these things that kind of. <laughs> Our negative thought in guys' heads, because I feel like that's a that's, that's a lot of things to they try to have all these things like they don't have their lives together. They need a man to move, like to to be. I think they need a man to just live. To they need that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's when I think about intimidation. I think that I intimidate men, but not because of my personality. I'm, I don't think that. I think I can be rude to Boykin, but I mean not to like other people. <laughs> rude or aggressive to other people i just think i know what i want and um if that makes me intimidating if that makes me to the point where um i mean to i guess where i'm at i, I think that's just it depends on what you consider intimidating to i don't think that i think my lifestyle and what, how far i've come and what i've done with my life has intimidated men to to keep their distance um but that's just what i think i don't i really don't so so you so you disagree with the the women that are the latter are the better option oh yeah 
First of all, if anyone doesn't know me, I'm the best that there is, ever will be, and has come to the be. The best there right? was, the best there is, and the best there ever, there ever will be. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I mean, I think, I think, obviously, there are plenty of women who don't, who don't have the same path I've walked and don't have that are, you know, great and awesome, and you know, I think there are just different types of women. I just don't feel like just because um, I'm not whatever man wants that I'm an aggressive, intimidating, rude person. All right. Mike, what, what, what you thinking over there? I know you ready to uh, unleash the yeah, hounds. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I feel like if you're intimidated by a woman in any way, you shouldn't be with it in the first place. Like, it, at any point, a woman intimidates you first. Lost you. Mike, we're, we're starting to lose you again on sound, Mike. Is he? Are you, are you back now with us? No, I don't think so. Oh, there it goes. There, there you go. So we don't have to do a lot of editing. I'm taking it. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Just go. We we'll roll with it. So you said if you said at any point if a woman intimidates you, what now? If any woman, a any moment a woman intimidates you, you shouldn't even see that woman as a dating option. Mm. Now, if she's intentionally trying to intimidate you and make her feel like she's superior over you then I get that. You don't want to be with somebody who's just like, I'm a strong whatever woman. I don't need, need no man for whatever. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where, well, if you don't need a man, then why am I here? What, re like, I don't want to bring in gender roles or anything like that, but as a man, a man wants to be the protector of his household. And if a woman just shows that she can do all these things, it naturally turns a man off because it's like, okay, what the fuck you need me for? Why am I here if you can provide all these things for yourself? A man wants to feel needed. And if you, like, if there's a spider on the floor and you're just like, watch out, boo, I got it, I kill it. Or my, um, need to change your oil and you do like you do everything by yourself then it's kind of like it comes off as you don't need me so you don't <laughs> that is a lie that is a lie I, I, I get i get what you're saying that you like the, the guy had i guess the guy wants to be needed but why do i need you why do i have to be in a relationship with someone that i need why can't i just be in a relationship with someone that i want like why can't i do like why can't i be a person who can function, who can go change my world. Like, why do I have to be a dumb person who can't what? do shit by myself to need you? Like, why can't no. you be with someone who's strong enough to stand on her own two feet, but also wants you to stand beside her and walk that path with me? Like, why do I need, why do I need to be less than what I'm capable of doing to make you but feel better? It's not being less than, it's about, like, you can change your own oil, but you have a man there who can do it. So why do it? if he's going to be there to do it for you. Like, for example, I can make my own sandwich, but I feel like it will come better 
and would probably taste better and done with more love if a woman does it for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't want to hear your damn sandwich story. Brown, what do you think? No, I'm talking about my damn sandwich story. I, I feel like... I, I feel like that men sometimes in an effort like Mike was saying and when it comes to being needed they put women in a position to be less than so they can be the filler in that situation and I don't think that I don't think that you have to have a woman who is less than you or who could who isn't capable of doing certain things in order to, to validate you as a man it's and not I, go ahead because let me tell you, if you come home one day, your wife done finished changing the oil in the car, and she up on the roof, putting putting new shingles on the roof, and, and your, your your friends walk by like, "Damn, what what's your girl doing? Oh, she installing a new roof on the house. I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm about to pick up the kids. Like, oh, you gonna pick up the kids while she put a new roof on the house? Like that that's that's what she do. <laughs> your your wife fixing the toilet. She 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 laying a new floor in the house. Yeah, you know that that's that, that's what she do, and I, I I get it sometimes. Like it's important; everyone should feel needed and valued in their relationship. But it shouldn't come at the expense or the price of your partner being less than in certain areas, so you can feel greater. But who's to say you're feeling less than? It's literally like if you're good at something, it's like I'm not like feel like it's right here. Would you feel less of a man if you go out and? Your girl just gets down on one knee and says, I love you, Brandon. Marry me in front of your family. Did you feel less than a man? <laughs> no, I wouldn't feel less than a man. I, I wouldn't feel less than a man, no. I, 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 the, I, would the moment be a little awkward? Absolutely, because it's not, and it will go against the traditionalist in me, but that. So what would you say? I, I, would, I would have a conversation with her about that. that okay. <laughs> Okay. But I don't understand okay. why you're saying that. I don't think those are the same at, thing. Yeah, what What do you mean you said if you're good at it, you should do those things? Like, if, Well, no. Those are but, gender, like that's a gender, like just, that's a gender typical type of mentality. If you can yeah. make a sandwich, if you're good at making a sandwich, you should stay in your sandwich lane. <laughs> like, motherfucker, there's plenty of guys nope. out there who can't change a fucking tire. There's this plenty of true. guys out there who can't do a lot of manly things. And there are a lot of women the out there that can't make sandwiches. Right? Trust me. But yes, there are. But can't, I just think that I, that's... Can't make ice cubes. That's a, <laughs> I don't think that's you. She made me a sandwich. I just like eating sandwiches. So <laughs> if you're good Hey, babe, why are you in the kitchen? Can you make me a turkey sandwich? I like the way you toast it. Okay. Let me let me, let me, let me mix this up a little bit. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. say you, you, you're, at your, you're at your friend's house. And um, his his wife was like, you know, babe, I want to make us some sandwiches. And he's like, and you like, oh yeah, your 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 wife about to cook. She about to make us make us some sandwiches. And she's like, Mike, you want a sandwich? And you're like, yeah, I want a sandwich. Um, and then his wife goes to make the sandwiches, and he'd be like, you know what? Nah, babe, you you worked hard today. I'm gonna make the sandwiches. Would you feel service? <laughs> No. Nah. Would you no. let him make your sandwich? Yes. Make sure the edges are cut off, please. <laughs> All right. At the end of the day, the set, like, so this, the point I'm trying to get at is I'm not saying I want a woman standing on hand and foot for me, 
But this conversation was brought up because in my Tinder profile, I said uh-huh. for a woman who's enthusiastic about making me sandwiches. And I got a comment saying <laughs> that I'm being misogynistic and I'm punching, I'm punching up on women and I'm looking down on them thinking that I'm greater than them. Not at all. It's like, if I know, if you know I'm good at something, all right, all right, put this right here. You know what you want in a guy, right, Steph? Correct. So let's just say you're not good at, you know, doing, you know, household work, like, you know, mm-hmm. fixing the sink, changing the tire, or doing all that other stuff. Those are qualities you look for in a guy. Nobody bats an eye at that. But if no, I say I want to make a fucking mind. But no, I don't. Why? I don't understand why making a sandwich is a fucking something you look for. What do you mean? Oh, all right, okay. Let's, let's, let's let's change it up. So let's say in your profile you didn't say you like a woman that makes a sandwich sandwiches, but you instead said I'm looking for a woman who's a chef. How would that be perceived versus I'm looking for a woman that 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 that, that makes sandwiches? Would, would that would, would they send a different message? Yes, it, it would. would. You look like you're a misogynistic jerk face. It looks like you really want. It looks like you really want. So, so when she, so when she hits you up and like you're looking for a woman that's a chef. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I'm a chef. Okay, so now that I know you're a chef, do you make sandwiches? <laughs> but if she and says, how good are they? If she says she's not a chef, then it's just like, well, can you make sandwiches? <laughs> It's I don't think that's I don't think that I don't go out with people and look for the things that they can do to determine whether I want to date this person or not. You're supposed to. No, you're not. Yeah. What's the purpose? Like when you're dating someone, mm-hmm. you suppose like when you date, I think most people are looking for a lifetime partner. So right. what qualities you look for in a lifetime partner? Looks and stuff fade eventually, so but, you have, but meals stay the same. But I can't, I can't. So look, looks fade, but 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 meals stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> I think your sound is going out again, but it's, it's you're killing I, us. You're killing that's us. funny, man. That that is too funny. So the the, oh, the yeah. woman, I was saying, you said that looks fade, but meals stay the same. Yes. No, like, <laughs> what happens? All right, two legs right here. Let's say you're in your fifties and sixties, right? Uh huh. Mm. All right, let's say forties. You're not. I mean, you both want to look different. It's like you've been together for a while, so the conversation is going to be pretty much the same. So it's like when I come home, what I got to look forward to? Hey, babe, what you cooking? Oh no, nah, we going to McDonald's today. Hey. Some people, when they become senior citizens, go out and get the little senior special together, a little a couple things. You a hater. Well, I would prefer a turkey sandwich with extra tomatoes. <laughs> you gotta go find yourself someone at Subway. Go to Subway or go to freaking Quiznos. Go look for someone at the damn sandwich shop. You your damn sandwiches. You know what? I will because they're not gonna complain about making a sandwich. So get your sandwich. So we, we were talking about something earlier before the show got started. Like, is, is this like? Is this men being too sensitive? Is is, is that what this is? Is I want a sandwich? <laughs> no, I don't. That's not too sensitive. 
Okay, I, I was just just throwing out there because like the 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 whole I need a woman to 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 let me change the oil or it's a woman to that 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 needs me. Is this is this being sensitive or is this being too needy or, or is, is, can it can it be perceived that way? No, yes. it's expressing what you want. But why is me expressing what I want? Like, why is it different? Just because yours is saying you want to make a sandwich and mine is saying I want you to have a job? Like, why is it? No. Hold up. Yeah, I froze again. There you there go. You okay. But no, I don't think it's, um, I think it's the same. Like, you know what you're looking for in a potential mate. Obviously, you don't want to do who ain't got no job. And... <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. So it's like you want a guy who's, you know, if because women um, bear babies. So if you were to get pregnant, you want to be able to make sure that you're secure and, you know, the man you're with, that he can carry the load while you drop this baby off. And, you know, when I have a hard day at work, I'm looking for a woman. When I come home, she says, babe, your peanut butter and jelly sandwich is sitting on the table. Like, is that <laughs> No, I'm being serious. Is that any different? Looking for a guy who's stable in um their career and looking for a woman who wants to be a housewife or whatever. I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with looking for a woman that wants to be a housewife. There's 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 nothing wrong with that. your expectation is that every woman should be able to make a damn sandwich. No, the woman that I'm with has to make a sense. <laughs> well, that that's that's fine. I'm just I feel like I feel like the way that you're the the message, the way it's being packaged and presented. Always. Can... <laughs> All right. All right. So this is what Anthony Mackie said. All right. You're on a date, right? Uh, and let's say this is somebody that you're taking serious interest in and you want to see things go further mm-hmm. and you go out and he says let's go dutch what are you gonna say be honest what are you gonna say what do you mean if, what am i gonna say if, if they want to split the check but you yeah. want to see the relationship go further yes yeah. let's go dutch that's not- I, I i don't mind that i've i've had like the the person i'm in the relationship with now like I, sometimes I'll, I'll give my, I'll give, I'll give my card and be like, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't have any problem with paying. But um, she said to me one day, she goes, "Is it okay if I pay sometimes too? Because I don't want you to feel like you're obligated to pay for everything, and I also like to treat my man as well. So I, I don't mind paying if that's okay. But I'm saying, okay, this was more directed towards." Steph. So I say you're out and the guy No, no. What you doing? That's why I said that. So you're out with a guy and some dude like you know touches you inappropriately inappropriately. And the guy that you take an interest is is right there. What you expect him to do? <laughs> Does the guy know what Steph is I- interested in him? <laughs> uh, the guy looks like a stranger. If it's just a stranger sitting there, that, that'd be awkward. Um, no, no, I'm saying a stranger, a stranger touches her. And the guy that she uh with that she's on a date with. Okay, I see what you're saying. So what'd you expect him to do? Stand up for you, right? 
<laughs> you know where I'm going with this already. It's not the same as picking up a check. So make me a damn sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you done, you done beat for that, huh? I, yeah, that's like, the easy thing about. That's not the same. Like I'm gonna stand up for my damn self. But if you're standing next to me, you better fucking say something. <laughs> yes. If. But. If you're doing, if you're um, let's say y'all live together, and the grass needs to be cut, you expect him to cut it, right? Yeah. Okay, so make him a sandwich. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'll make him a damn sandwich, but that's not the point. The point is, thank you. This went all the way from like. Intimidating, strong, being intimidated by a strong women to making a damn sandwich. It has nothing to do with each other. What well, you can be intimidating all you want to, because like I said, at the end of the day, I'm like, if I take interest in you, I would not date a woman I feel intimidated by. Because when you, who have I felt? Yeah, who, <laughs> you got to think about it. <laughs> When she here, I be quiet. But when she gone, I be talking again. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm gonna sit up here and act like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that women can't do the same thing as men. But ideally, a woman wants a guy to protect her, and the guy wants a girl to nurture. Or who nurtures. So if I'm bringing home the bread and butter, you know, and it's like, I'm okay with, you know, doing those things. But if I'm doing all this for you and I say, I'm hungry, you know, can you make me a sandwich? You say, make my own damn sandwich. <laughs> I, I take offense to that. You right, Mary? Well, fucking female. Well, I don't well, tell you. What, if you, what uh, if you lose your job? What if you lose your job and now she's bringing home the bread, the butter, the bacon, and all sandwich? the other groceries? What then? I'm making a goddamn sandwich. You fucking liar. <laughs> I'm making the sandwich. You lie. I'm serious. I'm serious. If, no, first of all, not. so, okay, honestly, if I'm being honest, I don't like. If I'm with somebody, that's me saying that I got you. And if I ever get to a point where she's bringing home the bread and butter, then it's just kind of like, all right, this is going to be temporary. But while she's doing that, I'm going to make sure that everything she was doing while I was working hard that I'm going to do. I don't never want to feel like I'm not pulling my weight. But... Every day I'm out looking for a job because I don't like to sit at home and, you know, kind of be like, all right, I'm staying home with the kids. I make sure the house is clean. How you like your sandwich today, babe, when you get home? No. What makes you think that the other, what makes you think that the other person likes that? Because I'm a female? The female that I like will like doing that. <laughs> right. Good luck. <laughs> all right. Ladies, all the ladies listening out there. Are you okay with staying at home if your man's bringing home the bread and butter and he wants a sandwich? Do you have a problem making them one? I don't have a problem making you a sandwich, but just don't fucking expect me to make you a sandwich every day. Like, don't fucking expect me to be made to your... You, you have hands and feet. 
If you're making sandwiches, press one for yes and two for no. <laughs> you don't have to make sandwiches every day. Like that's that's absurd. Like I mean, you can you're gonna two. say make a different meal a different day. Don't yes, make sandwich you can. every day, baby, baby. Like, <laughs> I was not like that. But you can fry chicken. You can grill uh, up a steak. There's so many things you can do with food. Just know I like to eat. Mm-mm, you're ridiculous. Well, speaking of food, <laughs> speaking of food, after after Halloween is Thanksgiving, what what um, where who cooking? Who 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 making what meals? Because I know I I love cooking on Thanksgiving. I I typically um, do all the cooking on Thanksgiving. Um, like I deep fried turkey every year and what I, normally, I normally start cooking days before just to get a jump start on a thing at least prepping and you know to, to cook where I might go to some other family members house but I, I definitely try to do a turkey every year and give a few away um, throughout the year but I'm not I'm a type of person where I'm not too particular about eating over everybody's house Say so it. I, I, I don't eat over everybody's house because number one, I don't trust how people cook or, or two, I don't I don't believe that their house is clean enough because like if, if you go to somebody's house and you see like a can of roach spray sitting in the corner, it's like you're gonna question everything and no, say how you feel. I'm stuffed. <laughs> What's that like? Say how you feel. Who house you not eating over? I just this is people in general, but if, 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 what you say? What people? You said what people? <laughs> what people? You said white yeah. people? I said what people, but okay, you said oh. it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever been. I don't. I, if you've invited me and I've been there, let me know. But I don't think I've ever been to a white person's house. Okay. For so, let's just say um, you're in San Diego, right? Uh-huh. Or, you know, I say, hey, we're going over my homegirl, Tierra house for food. You down uh-huh. to go? More than likely, you don't know Tierra or whatever the case may be, but you'll be more, more reluctant to go. But if I say, hey, um... Karen, you know, having the Thanksgiving, <laughs> are you down to go? What you gonna say? Well, who is Karen? <laughs> like where she lives? Where she gonna be over there? Where she? But no, I'm gonna give you my. Can I share a story with y'all about my numerous uh, encounters with the Caucasian people and their food? <laughs> I hope I'm not offending nobody. Please, please. Let me say this disclaimer. I love white people. I feel like you guys make the best apple pies. <laughs> but this is not to say all white people can't cook. But in my share of eating at Thanksgiving houses or whatever, I can honestly say the white people houses I've been through hasn't been that great. So, <laughs> I swear to God, when I first moved to um, San Diego, we went, like, I was looking for a church home and everything like that. So, there's one guy. Do y'all remember Will Cut? Who? Will Cut. McGeer. Yep. 
No, he was in the waist. Tall white guy. Oh, he looked like Napoleon oh, Dynamite. I don't even know yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So he um, sets me up with a family who, you know, goes to church and everything like that. He was like, maybe you can hang out with them for Thanksgiving. So they have a little Thanksgiving meal at the church. So um, the turkey was dry. And what really made me mad was they had macaroni. Mike, where you? Yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah, <laughs> yeah, your, that story. Your, your, your computer must hate you because you just went out. He said, what really made me mad? And it just like. It went out. It went out. Like his computer must have knew it. it was always, up. Okay, there we go. There you go. And mac and cheese. You, you, you said, what really made you mad? So they, they, it seemed like they boiled some macaroni, put it in the bowl, put some sliced cheese over it, and Jesus. put it in the microwave. That's how it looks. That's how it (laughs) My second time, (laughs) I was in Maryland and literally there was no food on the table. So we sit down, we say the blessing and his wife gets up and she brings out, what are they, hors d'oeuvres, I guess, or appetite, I don't know. She bought oysters. And I'm like, Okay, this is awkward, you know, okay, cool. So I'm not gonna lie, the oysters were kicking. You had lemon juice, you had salt, it was cool. Like, okay, that's different. So we finished eating that, and she was like, y'all ready for the the second um, portion of the meal? Okay, sure. Now, if you go to a black household, the food is laid out, we say the blessings, we let the children eat, huh? (laughs) That's every house. Okay, that's every house, but except for this house. <laughs> but she brings out the green bean casserole next. <laughs> now, have you guys had green bean casserole? I've had it now, but not. I mean, I didn't have it before the military. I, I, I've never have had green bean casserole. I've, I've heard people talk about it, but nobody in my home has ever... Like, I made my family dinner? eat it a couple years ago. They didn't like it. <laughs> so would you? So would you eat green bean casserole on the regular? Like if no, no. So that was the second portion. Uh-huh. Third portion, they brought out the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the potato salad, and that's it. Potato. Nothing else. It was probably the worst. Thanksgiving I've ever had in my life. Sounds bad. <laughs> However, if you're listening, Tierra Moore, you are the closest thing to my mama when it comes to Thanksgiving. I love more, you for that. Wish you were more here. Throw down. More throw down in the kitchen. More, more throws down. Like, <laughs> like literally, like I went to more house. Like, this is what I used to do. So when Burks was in San Diego, one of my friends back in the Navy, Burks. I would go to his house, you know, hang out with his family and stuff like that. After that, take me a plate, go over to Morehouse. <laughs> he ain't lying, because I remember when we were in San Diego, he would call me with like, with, with like a whole itinerary of houses he was hitting up. I'm like, bro, I normally just stay at one house. Right. I don't know, cook myself and let that be it. He's like, no, nah, we, we go ahead, then we go to this place to get a plate. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we all went to, we were all at y'all's house, Borgonia's that one year. So it was yeah. all of us there because none of us left to home. 
but yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was that. I wasn't there for that. I was that. We had you Thanksgiving at my at my apartment. Uh, me, me, Alan, and Rick uh, had Thanksgiving. It was really nice because um, we all cooked something different. You know, Alan's Filipino, Rick's Mexican, and, and me being black, and we all just cooked our thing, and everybody just brought stuff. I think honestly, I think we probably had more liquor that year than we had food. But yeah, yeah but. It, it ain't the navy if you don't got liquor. Um, uh, it, it was it, it was a good it was a good um, yeah it was, it was good. a good spread. I think I think I might have those pictures somewhere. I know I have them. <laughs> I was I think I got them somewhere. I don't I, I have to look, but I don't, I don't know. Those in the vault. We can keep those. Yeah. In the vault. Thank you very much. Back in '99. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. Yeah. So I like I said that I, I've never I don't That's think funny. I've actually had white dinner. I don't I don't think I've I've, mm-hmm. I've had if, if any of my white friends are listening, please invite me over to your house so I can have this experience that, that Mike is referring to. I don't I don't I don't think I've not, and I feel I feel bad for even saying that right now. I don't think I've I've had dinner at Yeah, I've been to white people's houses, but I've never been like they're like, you know what? We just finished cooking stove top stuffing. You, 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 you know? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I ate three houses already. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Hey, <laughs> any of my white friends are listening, if you have uh, Thanksgiving or a get together, whatever the case may be, that you want me to go to, I'm busy that day. Just a heads up. <laughs> Check my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Something is wrong with you. <laughs> what about oh hey like don't get me wrong like um i've had people you know bake pies and you know simple stuff like burgers steaks and stuff like that that's fine but when it comes to like when i want that spot hit like as soon as i go home i'm in a comatose from the itis i would not trust them to make me anything well well, you guys can talk about your experiences or, or share your experiences um, with the, the, the various Thanksgiving dinners, whether it was white or black. Um, let, let us know some of your experiences, good or bad, that, that you've had at, at a person's house as far as having dinner. And uh, let, let, let us know, because I, I'm pretty sure that there's some interesting stories out there uh, of dinners gone bad or dinners gone wrong. So I, I'd definitely be interested in hearing that. What, what, what you guys think? So, the first year I ever made Thanksgiving anything in the military. So, for, remember I joined when I was 18. I don't know shit about shit, right? I don't know nothing about nothing. I didn't know you're supposed to defrost the ham. God. <laughs> Before you put it in the oven. <laughs> oh. And it was the worst thing of life. Like, I, I it was Horrible, but I made the guys eat it and they ate it. So oh <laughs> my, this is way, this way before air fryers came up. Way before air fryers, <laughs> it was horrible, but it was it was funny. But lesson learned. You guys yeah. like it, right? Isn't it great? I didn't even eat it. I was so pissed off. I was so mad. <laughs> oh, so that that person story. did. There's my horror story. Oh my god, that's funny. I know on, on uh, my my job now, um, last year, maybe the year before last, we had a potluck, and the guy who was responsible for making the turkey um, brought the turkey in, and when they cut into it, it started bleeding. It wasn't cooked. 
away. And so... Oh, no. Yeah, he was the guy that I replaced. And so when I got into the office, they were like, um, you replaced the guy you replaced. He was responsible for bringing the turkey every year. Last year, he brought a turkey that was bleeding. So... This year oh, it's your horrible. it's your responsibility to bring the turkey. I'm like, oh, okay, no pressure at all. But I'm like, you know what, y'all don't y'all don't know who y'all talking to right now. When I bring this turkey in Already here, yeah, y'all y'all gonna need to ride home because y'all gonna be asleep by the time y'all eat. Yeah. Y'all finish eating. But uh, but That's yeah, so, but yeah, man. So share y'all y'all stories and y'all experiences with us. What you about to say, Mike? Oh no, um. I was just thinking about something like, I don't know, you cook. So somebody was telling me that if you put bacon on the turkey, like you just wrap it in bacon and let it cook or whatever, it makes it a little bit more tender and everything like that. Have you heard anything like that? I've seen people wrap birds up in bacon. I thought that was just for flavor. But as far as making it more tender, I don't think that will be the case because you actually need um if you want to make your turkey more tender what a lot of people don't do the secret is is brining it and you need to let the turkey soak for at least 24 um to 48 hours before you actually cook the turkey that's that's how you keep the meat moist because some people pull the turkey out the bird out of the pack and straight into the oven and that's what it's like a bad idea uh -uh. Uh, uh that's when your turkey come out and people are like choking and coughing because the meat wow so do you do turkey uh Cassiano? what do you cook the turkey or no my brothers do okay so what's your dish bro i told you i, I do the turkey that's i do i do the turkey i do whatever i cook i normally do the the whole the 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 whole meal I, I'll do by myself, but I had to stop being selfish because people are like, well, we want to bring stuff and we want to cook other stuff too. We I don't want your nasty food. Yeah, that's pretty much. I guess that's what they're trying to tell me. But <laughs> I got this. You you don't have to cook everything. I'm like, oh, well, well, if y'all want it to taste good, I do. <laughs> so what about you, Cassiano? What's your specialty dish? I don't have one. Last year I tried to make. <laughs> I tried to make homemade stuffing. It it wasn't horrible, but <laughs> it wasn't I great mean, either. It wasn't great either. But it's my first time, so I mean, you gotta do it a couple of times. Maybe this year will be better. I don't know. What, what about you, Mike? <laughs> huh? You doing stuffing again? Yeah, smaller oh, okay. container this time. Hopefully, it'll be better. That's what's up? We'll see yours. What's my what? What do you make? Um, I make a plate to go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring anything? A, a box of wine. He probably brings a pie from uh, a Patty LaBelle pie from Walmart. Yep. This guy. I'm telling you. Are you back? Yeah. Okay, All what right. do you bring? Um, cranberry sauce. Paper plates, aluminum foil. You know what? I don't, he ain't lying either because I remember I know he one year he did. <laughs> I, I know he's not. Horrible. You're horrible. I, I remember that. He, he definitely was the cranberry sauce guy. I, he ain't lying. Cranberry sauce. Ooh. 
I'm the critique guy. I don't cook or anything like that. I just critique you on your shit. You're horrible. <laughs> this is the best you could do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, trying to think. We 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 are getting down to the last few of our, of the show. Uh, and, and any anything you want to talk about or, or say to, to to bring this thing to a close? Um. Well, no, I just was curious about their opinions about some of the stuff we talked about on the show. Uh-huh. Like, if we can, like, honestly, if we can make the show better, like, we're open to ideas of what we can do to kind of get this show to a point where it's something that you want to listen to on a regular basis. We apologize for the delay of how long it's taking us to put out certain content or whatever but we all have busy lives but we promise that we'll get better at putting out content more often absolutely we we are definitely trying to get a regular schedule here uh, and pump up more uh shows as mike said and please let us know what it is that that you want um we want you to be able to listen to uh the show in the car at work introduce us to, to people in your family um tell them to come to get to know mike steph and brandon and you know learn some stuff about the life, the military, and just li- living in general. So you'll check us out, and like I said, if you um, if you listen to us online or wherever you um, find us, interact with us, shoot us a message, you know, um, comment, whatever the case may be. You know, we'll definitely get back to you. We we, we love engagement, and uh, like you guys are the reason that that we're we're doing this. So uh, you know, get at us. Yes. Follow us on Instagram, our opinions only. Leave comments, questions you want to hear us talk about. Anything you want us to talk about, let us know. So that's on IG, our opinions only. And uh, with that, I think that we want to bring this show to a close. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Mike, Steph. Thank you. Peace.